Good morning everybody and welcome to this Friday, the 15th day in September of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to make it through, hopefully, the back half of your work week. We're going to start with a quick update. There's an outage, and if you rely on any of Microsoft's products, including Edge, SwiftKey for Android, Windows 11 Copilot integration or others, you may have issues because Bing Chat, which has integration with all those products, has an outage. So there are certain elements of those products that may not work correctly as of this morning on the 15th. Microsoft is working to remediate, resolve this issue. Could be up very shortly. This is an ongoing story. But again, if you're having issues with your Microsoft product, it might be a result of a Bing outage. We're going to move on to ransomware. In the podcast previously, we talked about MGM, who owns a slew of hotels across the world to include a ton in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is very profitable, known for its casinos and good times. And MGM had a ransomware issue that is impacting all of their facilities there. Well, we now know that another conglomerate that has casinos and hotels and resorts in the Las Vegas area, Caesars, experienced a very similar attack, the difference being they paid the ransomware operators. Now, when I say they paid, it appears, and the language they use in their disclosure suggests that they paid. The language specifically says they took steps to work with the threat actor to ensure that the data was deleted, which is the course of action one takes after making a ransomware payment. So there's a bit of an assumption when I say they paid the ransom. At a minimum, they worked with the criminals who encrypted their networks to remediate the issue and make it so that people who visit their hotels and resorts could have a better stay. They did work with law enforcement authorities as well as private security firms to investigate and make sure they're following all of the letters of the law, so to speak. But the data from their loyalty customers was exposed at least to the initial criminal. Now, again, they're trusting the criminal deleted the data, which depending on how much you trust the process and or the criminals is a good thing, but they are offering free credit monitoring for those loyalty members. There's a number you can call, and if you want that free credit monitoring to ensure that your data wasn't abused in any way, you can take advantage of that by reaching out to Caesars. We're going to move across the world to Auckland. Auckland has a number of ferries, boats, and trains, and they are all monitored and Basically, the responsible entity there is Auckland Transport. Now, Auckland Transport, or AT Transportation, again, is the transportation authority in New Zealand, and they appear to have a ransomware incident. Now, this is being classified as a cyber incident until an investigation confirms that it's ransomware. But long story short, you may not be able to use your credit card or other digital payment means to update your tickets or your cards you use for various transportation mechanisms, pop-up machines, customer service, as well as transactions using your EFTPOS or credit cards are unavailable. Now, some machines in some locations are working, some are having delays, 
Most services are cash only. And this is a really important thing because, remember, you, the average person, let's presume you're in Auckland, want to get to work. You take the bus every day. The government and the transportation authority decide that we're moving to a cashless society, so you don't carry cash. So you go, presuming that you can get on the bus like you always do. You go, and you realize, oh no, I can't pay with my credit card to uh, purchase a my bus ticket or to reload my uh, bus pass. And now you can't get to work. So this is one of the pitfalls of moving to a cashless society is that issues like this can cause very real-world complications. And if, say, for example, you're on your last leg with your boss, where if you're late one more time you're fired, through no fault of your own, you could be in a very bad situation. So this has a very real-world impact. It's unclear exactly who is behind this unspecified cyber incident. Again, it looks and smells like ransomware, but we have seen technical glitches, patches, and other benign things that Auckland Transportation Authority might be doing on the back end that could cause an outage like this. But again, uh, it seems to be an attack at this point. Unclear exactly who's behind it, if anyone. And we'll keep you updated if there's any further information. We're going to end today with another long jump. This one all the way to Iran. Iran has a number of state-sponsored cyber threat groups that conduct activity on behalf of their nation, much like any nation, whether that's the UK, the United States, North Korea, China. And the Iranian nation-state threat actors are notable today because Microsoft has released a report that highlights their use of yet another technique to gain access to target networks. Now, the report specifies that Peach Sandstorm, that's what Microsoft calls the group. You may also see the group reported as APT33 or Refined Kitten. These are government-linked cyber actors, and they have a history of gaining access to target networks through phishing and by abusing those uh, internet-facing assets that have flaws in them. Well, now Microsoft is saying that between February and July of this year, the group targeted satellite, defense, and pharmaceutical entities with what is known as a password spray attack. Now, in a password spray attack, the actors simply generate and do research to get huge lists of potential usernames. So if there's an employee list somewhere, they can do first.last, for example. Then they go to the website where you would log in if you were a user, and they simply try your username with a variety of passwords. There are databases of passwords that have been breached in the past. If one matches your name, they're going to try it. And if you haven't changed it, they can get in. They can also just try various random passwords uh, over and over again to see if maybe you have a weak password that can be guessed. And, and this allows the threat actors to gain access very quickly to a large number of accounts in theory. Now, there are some defenses that organizations can do to prevent this kind of attack, to detect and identify this kind of attack. One of the uh, more important things that users can do is to make sure they change their password regularly so that even if their password is compromised in an attack like this, it won't work because it will already have been changed by the user. So when the attackers in these cases use those old compromised passwords, they won't do any good. And in this method, you can help your organization keep you safe as nation state actors try to gain access 
to these sectors, likely for spying and espionage purposes uh, and, and endeavors that align with national goals, right? Iran is very interested in satellites and defense. They have a vested interest in the pharmaceutical sector following a pandemic. So these are all things that we would expect any nation to be very interested in, want information and details in, and maybe even steal some of the proprietary information related to those sectors. So it's not unexpected activity from this group, but it does show that they are expanding the ways that they're gaining access and targeting you and the company that you work for. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Friday. It's going to be a great weekend, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you on Monday. Michael Kimmett signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's Tip of the Cap goes to a man from California. He works at a Costco. John Sotelo's getting a sincere tip of the cap because, unlike most people who find an envelope full of cash, John didn't keep the cash. No, while working, he found an envelope just shy of $4,000 inside the envelope, and he turned it in and helped use the surveillance of his local Costco to match the user who dropped the envelope with their ID number and return the funds. So to you, John Stello, for your outstanding integrity, for doing the right thing in a crazy world where theft is common, and for showing that integrity and class still matter, and for all that, a sincere tip of the cap, and please keep on being integrous.